Verdant North. It's 2020, hunty. We're ready to kick off season four with CD Talk and Garage Rock. We'll dabble with hydroponics and show off our muscle wood. Get ready. Here it comes. It's Verdant North. How's it going, Caroline? <laughs> it's going good, Randy. How are you? I'm doing decent. It's 2020. I'm excited for season four. We're still here. Wow. <laughs> yep. Still here. Still, you know, still doing what alive. we do. Yeah. Still alive. Well, hello, Dan Hudson. Hey, what's up? Are you welcome? Uh, are you welcome? Are you feel? Uh, do you feel I, welcome I, here? I, <laughs> what are you talking about? I've been I've been trying yes. to throw Dan out the whole time. <laughs> Can we go back to? Is that what the trap door was when I first walked in? You guys are trying to. Uh, yeah, you passed your checks. Dungeon. Surprise! You may. <laughs> surprise! I was trying to ask if you're excited for a new season. <laughs> so if we if we could take it from where Randy says hello, Caroline, then <laughs> hello, Caroline. It's one of those days where I just can't put one foot in front of the other without tripping. I just can't. I'm leaving this all in. Okay. Anyways. Hi, Caroline. (laughs) Well, hello, Randy. Hello, Dan. How are you guys? Hey, what's up? I'm very excited for season four of Verdant North right here with Dan the Man Hudson. That is me. And Randy the Man Barrett. We're both men. That's true. Can you both be the man? Does that matter? Um, I don't know. It depends. Uh, I could be man number two if you want to be the man number one. <laughs> we can trade off. Yeah. All right. We'll trade hats. <laughs> I don't know. You guys don't seem like you have the same size skulls, so it's going to get interesting when you trade hats. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to stretch it out. <laughs> anyway, this is a plant podcast with humor, and we're pretty silly. So let's let's start talking about the the season of the day which is almost spring <laughs> the almost spring season the almost it's my, one of my favorites <laughs> i get to dream about all the things that i'm going to do winter will end without having to put in the effort to do them yeah good you know thing, what i mean good things are coming i'm excited yeah, yeah. it's it's all dreams it's all candy right yeah now. everything anything's possible <laughs> <laughs> I could grow, you know, state fair vegetables. You should win that blue ribbon. I always it's wanted going to, to grow. But in my mind, you know, there are the, there are these peppers called Peter peppers that look like little penises. Did you pick them? Uh, I didn't, but I thought that would be a really funny vegetable to enter into the state. I feel fair. like you have to make a tongue twister joke whenever you talk about them, though. That would get tedious. About the your Peter pecker peck of pickled. Peppers, you know what Your I mean. Peter Peckers. Peter Peppers. Pickle. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I am not growing any Peter Peppers. Well, today is not the day for tongue twisters. Let's just <laughs> let's just start there. I can't even. I just can't. Not allowed. It's not allowed. But I am starting seeds this year. I am not starting yeah. Peter Pepper seeds this year. I feel like maybe that's an opportunity for you. Uh, you want my idea? No. <laughs> peppers, I don't have good luck with peppers. You know, I have decided to just buy my peppers as seedlings. So let's let's yeah. talk about seed starting a little bit. Yeah. Seed- Let us get into it, yes. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, so, seed starting indoors in Minnesota and also outdoors, both of them. Yeah. So, uh, you were telling me before we started that you 
have sown some seeds outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I used a method called winter sowing. Um, you can f- just Google winter sowing and you'll come up with like wintersown.org as well as a bunch of people referencing this method. And it's, I've spoken about it on Vernon Is North winter before. sown, is that like uh, clothing? No, uh, S-O-W, not uh, S-E-W. Oh, okay. This is a plant podcast. <laughs> I thought maybe you like Not a haberdashery <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay, so uh, winter sowing is a great way to recycle milk jugs that are that you can see through a little bit, not the solid ones, not the white ones. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, the ones that are sort of opaque, yeah. translucent, Yes, perhaps. Both of those words. Yeah. Um, so... I started a bunch of perennials that require a cold cycle before they germinate. Oh, man. Yeah. So I've I, never had the discipline to, to do that, but I always want to. You, should, you know, uh, do try the winter sowing. It's like a cheat, it's a life hack. Butterfly, what is it? Butterfly weed? Asclepius tuberosa. Yeah. I, I think that's the one. Do you need some of that? No, but I always want to grow like a ton of it, but it has, you know, you have to do like the winter, this exact yeah. thing that you're doing. Yeah. You have to do that to it. Asclepius tuberosa. Um, that's the orange butterfly weed he's talking about, the little short guy. Yeah. Um, so I did start some of that via winter sowing. So I might have some little seedlings for you. Oh, nice. I also started some swamp milkweed. I was going to try it. Mm. So butterfly weeds sometimes don't transplant very well because they, right. they're roots. Yeah, yeah. They have these. Uh, kind of brittle roots that go pretty deep. So, And if you break them, they yeah. just quit. They yeah. throw in the towel. So hopefully I can transplant these small seedlings in the spring before that is a risk. Because I've yeah. tried transplanting swamp milkweed and it always dies yeah. from me. I'm not the best. So that's the one, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the one with like kind of like the pinkish flowers? There's a lot of milkweed with pinkish okay. flowers. The swamp milkweed is a kind of a prettier variety, mm. I think, that's very long and tall. And the leaves are not as furry and fat as the short common milkweed. The short fat milkweed. Yeah, the short fat milkweed. This is the <laughs> tall skinny milkweed. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, I also started a bunch of stuff for my uh, blooming front lawn project. Oh, yeah. So I started some Veronica and some Creeping Time. So hopefully nice. Creeping Time uh, blooms this magenta red color. Oh, so that's cool. kind of cool. Because right now, a lot of the things that bloom in my blooming lawn are like purples and a little bit of white so i Mm. thought i would try to get a few more colors in there yeah yeah i'm a sucker for blues and then i'm like oh yeah everything here is blue whoops (laughs) (laughs) that's cool though because that's not that's not a common color in flowers there's plenty of them but it's not the one you see most often i know you know like yellows and reds like those are a dime a dozen yeah blue flowers are fancy those are fancy Anyway, so winter sowing is like basically taking milk jugs and turning them into miniature outdoor greenhouses. Hmm. The milk jugs are cut kind of across the middle, so you got a clamshell. Okay. Leave one edge connected so you can flap that thing open and closed. And then there's a bunch of drainage holes stabbed in the bottom, and you take the lid off the top. So. Oh, so it's like sitting upright outside. It's sitting upright okay. outside. And then I put in a couple inches of 
soil. And this is a method that's kind of forgiving of which type of soil you got. Um, So I just used regular potting soil this time. We'll see if it stays too wet. Um, But for the most part, you can use different kinds of soil for this than you would inside because you're Hmm. just being outside and exposed to all of the um, moisture and precipitation um, and the cold cycles and you get Hmm. the maximum amount of daylight that that patch of ground gets for the whole day. It's it ends up starting some really healthy seedlings. Hmm. I've I've tried it with new seedlings and old seedlings i'm sorry i've i've tried it with new seeds and old seeds okay that's what i'm trying to say uh, <laughs> not dead seedlings that you've given new life to well some of them <laughs> i tried it with dead seedlings and i got nothing i'm like oh what did i expect that it was five-year-old packet of silly stuff yeah so we'll see most of the stuff i started so far are flowers though i did buy some seeds this year that you will probably want to steal some of i got Mm. some thai basil yep i want some of those i got some crenshaw melons (laughs) can't go wrong with crenshaw (laughs) that's if if anyone's unfamiliar with crenshaw melons let me just plug crenshaw melons Hands down the best melon I have ever tasted. I don't know why this isn't a bigger thing. They're better than cantaloupe. They're way better than honeydew. Uh, It's a a total mystery to me why this isn't just like a normal melon that we see in the grocery store. Like how vastly different do they taste? Because I hate melons Um, and cantaloupes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's I would say that the flavor is better and the texture is better than Cantaloupe. That's almost my biggest disqualifier is, it, is the yeah. weird mealiness to cantaloupes and yes. melons throw me off every time. Yes. Even watermelon's like a little too mealy for me. Yeah. No. So Crenshaw melons are not mealy. They are, I don't know, almost, I don't want to say waxy, but it's like a smoother texture. Solid more, bite. More yeah. cucumbery. Uh, I don't know if I would call them cucumbery. Or more zucchini. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, jackfruit. Oh, okay. You, Something you like love that. love Southeast Asian fruits. Oh, man. I f- love jackfruit. That <laughs> is so good. All right. Anyway. Well, I'll try Back to, to the Crenshaw melon seeds. If I successfully grow a Crenshaw melon this year, Randy will both have to try it. And we'll see if we can get Nikki, who is not here tonight, our wonderful spirit specialist, if she can make us a melon cocktail. That would be amazing. Ooh. I'd be pretty pumped about that. Yeah. Um... I haven't started anything except flowers yet. I haven't started, you know, like... Your vegetables. Vegetables. I haven't done that yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dan, maybe, maybe you can tell me. Yeah. All right. If I get really excited and I want to buy a bunch of vegetables, how can I tell how and when... I should start these seeds. Do you have seed starting pro tips? Yeah. Let, let me bust out some pro tips. <laughs> pro tip number one. Uh, it's a, a good idea to think about, put down on paper, you know, this is the, the sort of like the unsexy part of gardening is like the paper and pencil part. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to think about, okay, what do I have space for? What do I want in my garden? And then you decide, okay, maybe I want four tomatoes. Maybe I want, uh, 20 tomatoes, you know, depends on what you, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, but you should kind of figure that out and put it down on paper so that you can see it all at once. Otherwise you're going to end up with way more plants than you have space for. But anyway, 
Pro tip number one. It's always a bad thing. Not always a bad thing, but as long as you don't overcrowd them. So the first thing to consider is how many plants do you want? Mm -hmm. If you want one tomato plant and like two pepper plants, you don't need to start them from seed. That's just like way more trouble than it's worth to (laughs) buy them at your farmer's market. Right. They cost like three bucks. Right. And you're done. It's the same as a packet of seeds, right? Yeah. If, on the other hand, you want to grow 30 tomato plants, maybe 40 (laughs) pepper plants, maybe even five pepper plants, that's fine. Um, Then you might want to start them from seed. So that's kind of the first thing to figure out. Uh, The second thing is read the back of your seed packets after you get them. What's on the the back of the seed packets? It's going to have all kinds of amazing information. (laughs) It's going to blow your mind. It will excite you and energize you. Um, But it's going to tell you things like how long the seedlings need to germinate, how long you should start them indoors before transplanting. Uh, That's pretty crucial information to know. Uh, The other thing they're going to tell you is when to transplant outdoors. And that's going to vary a lot between plants. Mm -hmm. So kale, for example, if you're going to start kale indoors and then transplant it, you want to transplant it when it's still cold outside. Right. And I think a lot of the uh, like uh, cauliflower, cabbage, broccoli, like those guys kind of want to get out there as soon as like the ground can be worked. Yeah. Right. Tomatoes, on the other hand, that's a very bad idea to do that with. Right. uh, They're too delicate. You want to wait until the weather's pretty warm until the not only the ground has thawed, but like you're getting good warm sunshine that's when they want to go out yeah so you kind of have to time okay what how long do they need to uh go from a seed to a seedling that's Mm -hmm. able to be transplanted and then when is that transplanting date so for that pro tip number three you want a calendar or a piece of paper or something to keep track of your dates your transplanting dates and your seed starting dates uh, for each plant because it's going to be different. Uh, if you only have one plant, then okay, maybe never mind. Maybe you can just kind of know, like, <laughs> all right, it's going to be May 3rd or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you have more than one, you will forget. <laughs> don't like, don't think you're some, uh, you know, brainiac genius that can remember more than one thing because that's not something human beings can do. If you are a brainiac genius and you have an application that tracks planting <laughs> of stuff... That's what we want to know about. <laughs> if you have an application that does it for uh, I use Google Maps. Oh, man. I mean, Google calendars. I told you. <laughs> uh, an uh, imposter. I, I, weird. I can't find my way to my garden. I can't find my way. I can't find my garden with two hands and a road map. Oh, no. You guys. Oh, man. No, I, I use Google calendars. Um, yeah. So f- the first thing you want to know for your area. So here in Minnesota. We're zone four. When is your last day of frost, right? Yeah. Yep. That's a big... uh, That tells you when you can actually start putting stuff out. Yeah. So that will help you understand when you can transition things right into the ground or if you're just going to have things outside. Um, The only pro tip I would add to seed starting, I think everybody should try growing like some beans and tomatoes just to Mm. play around with it. Like, just see what it's like to start a seed because neither of those things are difficult to start Um, just to get a little experience. Now, 
once you start something inside, you have to do a thing called hardening off, where you kind of gradually work them up to being outdoor plants. You can't just go plug and plug. Yeah. One thing people, I think, underestimate is that if you grow the seedlings indoors, they've never experienced wind. And so they're super fragile. They're very delicate. And so you put them outside for maybe an hour or something the first time. I don't know how you usually do it, but I kind of maybe an hour the first day to the second, you know, like very slowly kind of expose them to the elements. I like to take them outside on a good day and I'll put them in like dappled shade so they get a Mm -hmm. little bit of direct sun, Mm -hmm. but kind of in shade. It's still much brighter in the shade outside than it is under my yes regular lights inside yeah if you put them if they're not ready for it and you throw them into the sun they can just yeah. fry up yeah yeah so i haven't done like any of the little seed starting kits for indoors yet you know the the trays of like 81 cells and you put seed starting material and um mm-hmm. some people use heat mats yeah i've used heat mats peppers Peppers. We're starting some peppers. You want some peppers? You're not even growing? Dude, peppers are a bastard to start, though. <laughs> like bell peppers, they take like... Forever. I don't know, three weeks or something, I think, they took? Yeah. To, to like actually sprout? Yeah. Yeah. And that's with like heat mats and lights and all that. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a to-do. So people who are really hardcore about having those rare varieties and those extremely spicy, high scoval... Uh, score peppers. Yeah, they're doing this now. Like they already have little mm. little guys going. I think it's I'm not gonna. St- I'm not gonna start peppers this year. <laughs> I will start tomatoes. I'm gonna start Juliet tomatoes here pretty oh. soon. They're an F1 hybrid that is resistant to blight. Nice. And they're very flavorful. They're kind of a grape-sized red tomato. Okay. So that's going to be one of my two varieties this year. And the other one is, I am such a big fan of Sun Gold, those orange cherry-sized tomatoes. Oh. Which I realize this is a little bit lost on you. Like, you're not a tomato man. I was just going to say, tomatoes are just like nothing to me. (laughs) I don't know. It's like potato. It's like people raving about potato varieties. Like, I can kind of see it, I guess. (laughs) The flavor is just not there for me. I don't know. I'm missing whatever that tomato flavor is. You're genetically deficient, Dan. I am. (laughs) Well, are you even going to start any seeds this year? I'm going to do some herbs. Herbs. Nice. Uh, Last year, I tried to grow a couple of vegetables. The year before, I grew a shit ton of vegetables. That was when you had your community garden, right? Yeah. And last year, I was like, okay, maybe we'll scale it down, just do some big pots. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I don't know, that did not <laughs> didn't turn out. Uh, so I'm just saying, f- it. No vegetables. Uh, just like maybe some greens and some herbs. Okay. I, it's it's There's nothing quite as frustrating as like spending a lot of time on plants like bell peppers or tomatoes or something and Uh, then and then having them all get up just because you went out of town for a weekend you know (laughs) anyway yeah well i mean you could always hire someone to water them (laughs) (laughs) now that means i'd have to talk to people Dan, you didn't tell me when you got married. You didn't tell me when your plants needed watering. Like, what is your problem? Uh, I'm a hermit. That's that's all that is. Well, okay, so you're going to do some herbs. Are you doing herbs for your pots outside, or are you doing those inside? Yeah, no, but I think I'll do them outside. We go through, like, a ton of cilantro at my house. Oh, yeah. 
probably going to just grow a ton of cilantro. Yeah, your ass is always making chutney and <laughs> So. Yeah, I forgot to bring some. I have some new uh, new chutney for you guys to try. You have new chutneys? Uh, yeah. You should do like an annual chutney off. Like just make <laughs> a new chutney. chutney of the year. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I, I'm down. Whenever you want to bring the chutney, man. Yeah, the, the chutney sp- annual chutney special. Chutney special. <laughs> chutney time. Bring your best. <laughs> well, I'm here and I'm Kenny Chutney. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're going to grow cilantro, you're going to grow some herbs. Yeah, uh basil, Thai basil, mint. Um I don't know, maybe lavender or um rosemary. I like the stuff that smells, you know? You like the stuff that stinks so good. <laughs> That's exactly correct. <laughs> What about you? What kind of uh, seeds are you going to be starting as far as veggies go? Uh, well, for veggies, all right, so I got those Juliet tomatoes I'm going to do. I'm going to do a few different kinds of melons. Like I got some seeds for Minnesota midget. I'm going to try oh. the Crenshaw melons. And then I want to do uh, delicata squash this year. Oh, delicata. Delicata. <laughs> it is smaller than a Nerf football, and it's stripy. It's like creamy, buttery colored oh, with green stripes. Hmm. And it's super good for stuffing. It tastes a little bit... You stuff the... What is it? A squash? A squash. Yep. You stuff the squash, or do you use the squash to stuff squash other things? stuffing. A stuffed squash. Uh, you could do either. I'm going to cut these in half and treat them like <laughs> little boats. You know what you should do? Two things. Hmm. You should have a uh, small bird. You know, like uh, you can get like pheasant or whatever, like duck or I guess chicken would work fine. Stuff the chicken with a delicata squash and then chim up the chicken and stuff that in the squash. (laughs) That would be that sounds just like a very satisfying. You said chim up the chicken. Does that involve chutney? No. I was going to say, a squash ducking? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a duck squashing. <laughs> That's me in the bathroom. We'll Boom, it. nailed it. Oh. <laughs> Oof. Oh, man. Squash jokes. Uh, well, hey, I have actually, on the, on the word of herbs, herb yeah. is the word. Yeah. I actually got some cool little hydroponic things this winter. Oh, nice. Yeah, as part of... Christmas, um, I got a couple of little arrow gardens and they give us no money. I am not sponsoring, I'm not sponsored by anybody at this point in time. I, (laughs) (laughs) fingers crossed, one day my dreams will come true. Um, but I tried arrow gardens and the reason why I wanted to do a consumer product is I wanted to know, like, sometimes you buy products. And you're like, oh, this doesn't really work that well. This yeah. is a waste. Or, nope, yeah. this was slick and I like it. I'm at the point where I have a very small house and I could rig some kind of hydroponic system, but it's going to look Caroline rigged. <laughs> it's it's going to look piecemeal hodgepodge. Yeah. MacGyver um, style. Yeah. yeah. And so for the cost of buying all of the MacGyver resources I would need, I could just get a cute little system that matches my appliances and it comes with the light it comes with the little pods it's kind of like a self-contained you don't have to figure this stuff out so i have a bunch of lettuces with and some of them are better than others i had one lettuce that did bolt even though it was indoors 
in so that was kind of funky i don't make a break for it yeah so bolting when lettuce bolts that means it starts to taste really bitter and it tries to get really tall yeah um so my lettuce is mixed mixed results but my herbs were pretty rocking especially and get this dill Oh, man. I cannot get the dill to calm down. It is just growing like gangbusters, and I don't even know how to use as much as it's producing. You could use it to pickle your Peter Peppers. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll give them to you for chutney. All right. (laughs) Dill is a weird one, though. Like, I feel like I see it every now and then on, like, gourmet menus. Yeah. You know, all the foods that I'm, like, too cheap to pay for. (laughs) Like gourmet, like fish flambe with dill or whatever. That's where I see dill. Or mustard. I think it's a mustard ingredient too, isn't it? I don't know. I know it's used in German potato salad. Oh, there you go. German potato salad is not creamy. It's kind of like hot potatoes with... It's like tangy, right? A tangy vinaigrette. Yeah. Yeah, it's not creamy like that. I'm all about that. I'm all about that life. All about it. I'm all about that German potato life. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I'm loving these little tiny, easy hydroponic systems. I've had mine going for like 65 days and it's, it looks cool. Um, it, it looks futury. Yeah. Yeah. Is it LED? Yeah, it's LED. I mean, okay. you can get LED grow lights off of Amazon for like 20, 30 bucks these days. Yep. Like supplies for seed starting are fairly inexpensive, yeah. which is kind of nice. So I think everyone should try for fun, especially if you've got, you know, kiddos around. It's way more magical when you have no idea what you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they're like the quiet observational type of children. You don't get you to know? tell people what kind of children they should have. <laughs> no, I'm not saying they should have anything. But like if you have the kind of kids that like to run around and throw stuff and destroy things. The- say goodbye to those seedlings. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Dan doesn't hang out with many children. No, I don't trust him. I don't trust him farther than I can throw him, and I'm very weak. (laughs) I'm a weak man. Oh, but hydroponic stuff is really cool. Did you used to work at a place that sold that kind of stuff? I did, yeah. It was super cool. Um, I grew some sweet, uh, sweet heliotropes under the, under like the LED grow lamp stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that was amazing. Yeah, I it's very that. cool to have uh, to be able to have like a, a nice hydroponic setup. Mm-hmm. There was a in the shop. There was like a pepper plant that had been growing indoors under the grow lamp for I don't know uh, several years. Oh yeah, and it was like woody. It oh yeah, looked like a pepper tree. They're perennial in South cool. America. Yeah, yeah, because they don't die over winter, so they get those. Uh, they turn into a little little shrubby guy, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they can be super cool, you know, if you have the space in your house for it and the desire to do it. <laughs> I, and I and I do, but in small amounts, so I bought a ready-to-go kit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm having so much fun with it so far. It's been nice because it has its own light, so I can put it on a wall that doesn't have uh, any plants growing on it. And it mm. is a plant, so it's it helps add to the environment of my kitchen like oh i got a plant in the window and on the wall and on the refrigerator dang (laughs) (laughs) so it's been a good time i think i want to dabble into more uh hydroponic stuff yeah i i just 
harvested a few things and started some new seeds. So I did start a bunch of Thai basil and Genovese basil. I have seeds for miniature cucumbers called cuke nuts or mm. mouse melons. And I remember Kevin Espiritu from Epic Gardening talking about how he got into hydroponics trying to grow cucumbers. And I and I hesitated for a minute. I'm like, do I start one of these cucumbers <laughs> and then see what happens and then report back? To yes. <laughs> what if I succeed? Can I can I make fun of it? <laughs> the cucumbers? Yeah, I'll be like, you just started the wrong kind, man. Or is that a terrible idea? I don't know. So I didn't yet, but maybe next time I'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Do you have a, a tree of the day of the pod? You know, <clears throat> funny you should ask. <laughs> that was a dramatic gesture. Yeah, that was a dramatic page turn on the table here. Uh, I do have a tree of the month of the year of the pod. I'm all about it. Let's hear it. This is the today's tree. Ladies and gentlemen, the blue beach. The blue beach. What'd you call me? Uh, Carpinus Caroliniana. <laughs> That's you, you liar. That's not even it. I'm pretty. No, that is. That is actually. Yeah. Uh, it's also known as muscle wood. Muscle wood. Or American hornbeam. That sounds about right. Yeah. So the muscle wood part of this, I think that's the more appropriate name for it. Um, it's. I don't think it's actually like a beach. I don't think it's very closely related to like the beach family. I think it's in the birch family, but. <laughs> Uh, but faux beach. It's a faux beach. So muscle wood is a better is, is a better name for biatch? it. It looks it looks like it's flexing <laughs> when you look at this tree. It's got some muscles. Yeah, it has these kind of like uh, I guess they're called like flutes, like a, a fluted structure. Okay, I've heard it called. That to like me, it looks like it's term. it's like veiny. You know, like it's flexing and its veins are kind of like popping out. <laughs> so it's not like a round trunk. It's like a round trunk with like these sort of like tendons Lumps? yeah it's 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 kind of crazy looking you should look it up okay um it's slow growing okay it's native to sort of like the eastern half of the u.s um doesn't grow very tall it grows like 20 to 35 feet uh about as wide as it is tall um so kind of like roundish okay um it does very well in well, I shouldn't say very well, but it, it but it tolerates like any soil type, uh, sun or shade. It's a what about uh, water? Um, it likes water. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so <laughs> like it can do sandy or clay. Yeah, yeah, it can do. It can deal with like poorly drained soil. Okay, um, it's probably not going to flourish, but it can deal with it. Okay, um, but yeah, it's a very adaptable tree. It is slow growing. Uh, the wood is. As you might guess from the name muscle wood, it's very hard, mm-hmm. um, but it rots easily. Oh, so it's so not even good for building? It's not good for building, but it's good for like tool handles and stuff like that for if you're a carpenter. <laughs> Any carpenters out there, wagon spokes, you know, if you're building wagon wheels. Well, I do play a lot of Oregon Trail, so perhaps. <laughs> so, well, that's part of the way there. Um but no, so the, the 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 probably the coolest thing about this tree is the fall foliage is very striking. So it's like bright red, deep scarlet, 
orange Ooh. like there's it kind of depends on the variety a little bit but mm-hmm. it's a very very cool looking tree in the fall also the bark of the trunk is kind of like a bluish tint to it that's why they call it blue beach oh. it's kind of like kind of like a smooth bark and it's sort of like bluish gray so it's kind of a, a very striking cool looking tree that sounds like it would look really cool with red leaves on it yeah yeah looks pretty wicked <laughs> and tough muscles <laughs> Uh, if you're wanting to build a chair, mm-hmm. perhaps like an, if you're or if you're Amish, mm-hmm. can't go wrong. But you said it rots easy, so not good for houses. Well, but... if the chair is outside, you're in you're in trouble. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like it does not have good like rot resistance. It's not like uh, not a good like outdoor wood. <laughs> Great outdoor tree. Great outdoor tree. Yeah. Not good outdoor furniture. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for me. That's that's my blue beach. That's the segment. blue beach. Well, we talked about hydroponics and Peter Peppers and pickled Peter Peppers <laughs> and chutney and seedy business. And we got a cool tree. Like, I feel like that's a whole episode to start the start 2020 off. Here we go. Here we go. Randy, hit the credits. Thanks for listening to Verdant North. Find us online at at verdantnorth.net. You can also find us on Twitter at Verdant North or like us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. You can also email us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. You can also listen to this podcast anywhere. But if you're really particular, you can have Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, a bunch of places, even a lot of uh, podcast apps if uh, you like uh, no, I lost the term for it. So, whoops. We'll just cut that bad boy out. Uh, no, I, it was a different application, but now I don't see the name for it. So now I feel like a dummy for saying it out loud. <laughs> Podcast Addict. That's a big application on you Android users. Um, also, uh, we don't have any advertising we pay for. So please, if you are using or listening to our podcast, remember to like, share, and rate the podcast any way you can. It always helps in terms of visibility. And also, we have had our first two-star review on Apple Podcasts, so let's get that <laughs> average up. Uh, that that person said that you would enjoy us uh, if you were if you were drunk. And, I mean, not untrue. Spot on, sir. Yeah, not untrue. Accurate. Uh, uh, otherwise, if you would like to help us out and contribute to Verdant North, you can donate to us at ko-fi.com backslash Verdant North. That's ko-fi.com backslash Verdant North. And, you know, give us a buck here and we will should put your message on the air if you want to advertise a little space or say hello to a friend or just want to give a lovely message. We'll read that out to you. And to uh, any of your friends, and you can send it along and be like, look, I made these people in Minnesota say your name and say hi. <laughs> You're immortalized in a podcast on the internet. Yeah. Ta-da. Listen. Listen. It's really important. See how much I care. Yeah. <laughs> I love. <laughs> you can contact Caroline with any questions through Advertent North on Twitter. You can try to chat with Dan Hudson on Twitter, Advertent Dan, but uh, he's probably too busy being critical about melons. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Dang that honeydew. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Marlon underscore Rando. Uh, as always, a big thanks to Brietta Stead and Dewey Vu for their graphic design work they've done for us. 
an extra big thanks to Corey Harton for being our webmaster. Happy birthday, Corey. It's <laughs> never not. Uh, big extra special thanks you to Minneapolis band Prozac Rat and their Volcanus Project for letting us use their tunes. It sounds awesome, and they're, it's been, I think, extremely identifying to our particular brand. As always, thanks for listening, and always remember... It's okay. It's okay to kill seedlings. <laughs> it's okay to try. You got to start at some point. Do it! <laughs>